You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. I am your host. It's always good to be with you. And today, we're talking with my friend Ashley Tice about family trips. We talk pretty regularly about making memories and sharing experiences with your kids. Well, when it comes to trips, vacations, and adventures, those are also great to do that very thing of sharing experiences, making memories. And you know, Ashley is a pro in the realm of travel and trip planning. So, Ashley, welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. It's great to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, my name is Ashley Tice, as Todd said, and I um, have the great pleasure of being the trip and event manager here at Forest Hill on the family ministry team, planning trips like Camp Rack and Middle School Fuel and High School Drive. Yes, which you do so well. Um, and I started a travel consulting company called The Constant Wayfarer about two years ago. So I take my love and passion for travel to help other people plan their trips and uh, make a lot of memories while they're traveling. Yeah, it's really awesome. And we'll talk about the Constant Wayfarer in a little while. We'll let you get a shout out there and tell how people can get to get connected. But when did travel become a passion for you in the first place? I would say probably um, when I was 13, I asked my parents if I could go to New York for my 13th birthday. Um, it ended up being a massive family trip because my siblings, who were much older than me at the time, we're like, we didn't get to go to New York on mm-hmm. our 13th birthday. And so we all went together, and it was – I come from a very small town from the state of Delaware. Yeah, good so, Delaware. Um, there wasn't a lot of culture and a lot of stuff to do in Delaware. So being in New York, which is like the mecca, was right. so eye-opening for me as a 13-year-old. Yeah. Delaware is about the size of Manhattan, right? <laughs> Delaware about- is about <laughs> the size of Manhattan, really. Um, with like less people than Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. So um, it really was super eye-opening. And then in college, um, got the chance to go um, for a month to Europe with the communications department which was another just, like, amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, it just kind of I, – I entered my late 20s and was like, I don't want to just, like, sit around and mm. not do stuff and wait around for things to happen. Yeah. So I started planning trips for my family and for myself, and in that just realized how much I absolutely loved it yep. and could probably get on a plane at any, yeah. any moment and be – Completely happy. Yeah, so. more comfortable in the air than on the ground, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. And I, when you mentioned, like, when you were 13 years old, it just makes me go back to when I was 13 years old. It was like, I was not thinking about going to New York City. <laughs> I was like, hey, I just want to go to a basketball court somewhere, and <laughs> yeah. I'll be happy. What What was it? What was it about I think I that always, city or traveling? Yeah, I think, I think it always, for me, I, I'm a huge lover of pop culture, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Broadway, love Broadway musicals, movies, TV. So there is a romanticism Mm, to New York that you see, especially when you're from a small town. Um, And I felt, I actually felt the same way about Paris when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. It was this idea of like, soon I'm going to get out of the small town and I'm going to (laughs) go somewhere and like make it big. Um, But I just thought there is so much at your fingertips that you can learn about art history, science, culture, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much happening all the time. And I was so not what I was used to experiencing. So for me, it just 
was kind of the dream to like, I want to go and I want to see a Broadway show. Yeah. And we did the whole thing. And my parents very graciously, we stayed at the Renaissance Hotel in Times Square, awesome. which is still there mm-hmm. um, 22 years later. Yeah. And we just had like the best time. Yeah. yeah. Well, when it comes to all of the world travel that you have done, I know Charlotte is probably your top place that you, <laughs> your favorite place yeah. to travel. But uh, what are some of your, your most favorite places that you've been to around the world? Um, number one for me is London. Okay. I would move there tomorrow. You got invited to the royal wedding. I did I, not get invited <laughs> to the royal wedding. Um, I, my, I think the reason I love London is so much is because it was my first solo international uh, yeah. Yeah. trip, which was not planned to be solo. It ended up that the girl that was going to go with me had to back out at the mm-hmm. last minute. Um, I had just been to London six months before and I had gotten the opportunity to go during the royal wedding mm-hmm. festivities. Will and Kate's, not um, Megan and Harry. Okay. Um, and I thought I'm still going to go. Yeah. Um, and I just told my sister that I was going by myself. I did not tell my mother because <laughs> I was 28 and my mother's but anxious traveler. She still doesn't know that you went to London. She knows. You? She knows now. <laughs> she called me like halfway through the trip and was like, are you there by yourself? And I said, yeah. Uh, she was good. like, never do this to me again. Yeah. Uh, but my sister had just been with me like six months before. Yeah. So she was like, oh my gosh, you got this. And so I think that week, it actually was over Easter. So, mm-hmm. like, I got there on Good Friday and was yeah. there until the day after the wedding. Um, that week is was so kind of life-changing for me in a way mm-hmm. of just, like, having that time by myself and being able to make my own schedule and experience things at my own pace and not have to worry about anybody else. And so I ha- had a ton of time to think and to pray mm-hmm. and to just yeah. – it was very, like, reflective. And mm-hmm. so I – feel like every time I've gone I've left a little piece of myself there and so London is definitely number one New York would be a close second Mm -hmm. just because I've been going there since I was 13 and lived outside of Manhattan for a time when I was a freshman in college and so it's it's a very like personal place and then most recently um the Netherlands got to go there last year it is the nicest country yeah it's a beautiful country and the cleanest public transportation system i've ever Uh, been on in my life i don't know if i realized that when i was there when i was 18 years old oh yeah more just trying to go uh is there a basketball court (laughs) it's kind of this recurrent theme (laughs) (laughs) there weren't many when i was there but it was very beautiful so let's talk about family a Mm -hmm. little bit and as you think about travel planning and creating experiences over these past two years and you've worked with your clients and everything like that, why should families travel in the first place? Okay. So I think number one, and this is also just personal experience, all of our family vacations growing up were, were always centered around, my dad was is a photographer and so they were always centered around where there was a photography convention. Mm, yeah. um, but it was such good quality time to I think we get so busy kids are doing a lot a lot more with sports Mm -hmm. and school and um, theater and all that kind of stuff and then you have parents who are overloaded with work and um, just day-to-day operation of your family and so to have that time away and to have that time to be able to step back and just focus on your family Mm -hmm. whether it's for a weekend or for you know a whole week um, I think you can't you know David Chadwick always says Kids spell love, T-I-M-E. Right. And yep. it's so true to, to to take that time with your family is something that they will remember forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I think about the quality time that I've shared with my family, I mean, I think 
family and Disney become synonymous yeah. with one another. But that doesn't have to be the case. Mm-mm. You know, Disney can break your budget big time. <laughs> Disney can, yeah. But it's so entertainment based that well clearly we're gonna go to Disney. Yeah. You know? But quality time just as doesn't have to be about entertaining no. the whole entire time. There is a shared experience, you know, whether it is in a weekend trip or a day trip, is that hey, we're gonna pack up the car or we're gonna all hop on our bikes and we're going to go on a trip, a day trip together for that quality time. Yeah, and so, I think you can do like a staycation. Yep. Um, if you if you're worried about budget or if you don't have the time off, I think that's always an option. Yep. It doesn't have to be some extravagant, massive thing. But I do think it's it's money that you're investing for to teach your kids an experience yeah. over a thing. Yeah. And for me, that's like, I would rather have good. so yep. many more experiences than I would that's things. That's good, yeah. Um, because eventually those kids are going to grow out of those toys and they're going to end up at Goodwill. Yeah. But they'll always have those memories and they'll always have those pictures and yes. be able to tell those stories. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, my kids go back to our little memory photo books that we have or the phone and just go, hey, remember when this happened or yeah. when this happened? And, you know, a toy is going to break. But you know, uh, I think Bob Goff says that memories are inflammable, right? Which is, a, that's really good. That is you know? really so, good. Uh, well, w- one thing that was interesting that you talked about your trip to London is it gave you some confidence. And you had both kind of your personal time, reflective time, contemplative time. So how does travel affect a person's character, you know? And how is that part of family growth and development in that way? Well, I think as parents, you're, you're, raising an adult yeah and so um having your kids see you navigate an airport or navigate how to you know get a rental car or a public transportation system um those might not seem you might not think about that but they're observing and they're watching Mm -hmm. um and i think it does build that confidence yeah um, it builds a little independence so giving them opportunities to do that is um I think invaluable to them Mm -hmm. because then they're going to get older and they're going to have their first time like away from home and they will have that confidence and independence and they won't be so scared Um, because, you know, I think God created this world for us to, to go and explore and to see and to do. And so to be, to not have the ability to kind of flex that um, discovery muscle and that empathy muscle, Mm -hmm. I think, When you go to somewhere else, especially international, and you start meeting people and talking to people, you um, hear their stories, and it helps create in you some compassion mm-hmm. that you might not have had because you might not have known. Yeah. Um, and so I think all those in, go into like character development, how you handle the stress of travel in the way of things are going to go wrong. It's mm-hmm. just the way the travel industry is. A flight is, is going to get delayed yeah. or canceled. Yeah. Hotel is not going to be to your liking. Something's going to happen. And how you're showing your kids how to navigate that and mm-hmm. how to be flexible, um, how to not freak out when those things happen and just kind of make it an adventure. Yeah. Those those character traits that your kids are going to they're going to grow into themselves yeah. because they've seen you act it. Yeah, and I really love that because I, I don't know if – even as a parent, that I'm even thinking about like, hey, this trip may develop some character in them. We're just trying to have fun, yeah. you know, which is let's work out the fun muscle, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. but I mean, that is the like most this, important yeah, part. Yeah, totally. But you're, you, when you talk about empathy and decision-making and confidence, 
I think about uh, one of the first weddings that I did, it was in Vermont, and I was flying solo, and I was also finding my first taxi solo. <laughs> and I had never done that as a kid or growing Especially up. Especially in Vermont. I, well, it was, I landed in New York, okay, so I flew good. into JFK, and I had to, you know, take the taxi to the hotel, and then from there, I was going to end up in Vermont. But that whole experience was like, I, I have no frame of reference, and no one had told me how to flag a, ca- a taxi, how much to even pay or tip yeah. a, taxi, a taxi driver. Now we have, you know, Uber and Lyft and everything like that, but that was super intimidating. And by the end of the trip, I'm like, I have to pay 75 bucks for this <laughs> trip? Why? Why didn't anybody prepare me for this? Yeah, I'm yeah. so unready for this experience, but it's so true. You know, and I grew up in D.C., and so I'm comfortable on the metro, and I'm comfortable navigating a city pretty well. But when it came to transportation, I was like, how do I even get on a bus? You know? That's <laughs> true. Not sure where to start, but it's really good. And then when you kind of uh, put that in the church context, we put a, a big emphasis on global missions mm-hmm. because we know that does something to their character. But take that down to the family level. How can trips become acts of service or opportunities for them to uh, you know, display compassion for those around them? Well, I think the empathy thing is the first thing, which is very I mean, you you don't have to take any extra effort to, like, plan that out. You just talk to people yeah. and um, ask them their stories and ask them who they are and um, let your kids see that. Let mm-hmm. them see that you are investing time in another person, whether that's your waiter or the concierge or the hotel yes. or your taxi driver or your Uber driver, whatever. I think um, giving your children a broader view of the world through the stories of other people is so in line with the Great Commission of, like, Christ is calling us to spread his love to other people. And in order to do that, you need to understand where they're coming from. And so, um, and there's so much rich, like, history and knowledge and education in hearing about somebody's culture, um, if they are from from a different country, um, that gives a lot of context that Mm -hmm. I think learning as a child is so much more helpful and leaves your children's hearts so much more open. So um, I I would say that's the first thing. The second thing is obviously Forest Hill does several Mm -hmm. um, trips and those are great family experiences. But if they feel a little intimidating to be like gone for a week with your kids to Haiti or wherever, I would say simple things. If you're going on a road trip, pack a blessing bag. Mm -hmm. So, Stuff like uh, public transportation, tickets, or yeah. granola bars, bottles of water, hygiene things in, a, in bags that you just keep in your car. Yeah. And anytime you see somebody who's homeless on the side of the street that looks like they need it, have a conversation with them and get your kids involved. Right. So that would be the the second thing. And then if you are going somewhere that's like a week long, um, try to do some research and find a place where you could volunteer maybe just mm-hmm. for a morning or an mm-hmm. afternoon. It yeah. doesn't have to be the whole week. It right. could just be like serving food at a food kitchen or something that you can tap into. Um, if contacted somebody that's local and saying, Hey, do you know any opportunities? Um, I think that act itself is like, you're, you're not only serving your child and showing them that volunteering and giving up yourself and your time is very important. But you're serving people that you don't even know, mm-hmm. and that is so you're you're showing the love of Christ in yeah. a way that that is invaluable. Yeah, and and what you're doing is you are combating kind of the the I don't know 
the symptom, the disease of entitlement, oh, yeah. right? To just believe that the world revolves around mm-hmm. us. And hey, I want every parent to tell their child that they're, they're special, they're significant, dot, 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 but you're not the center of the universe. No. And when you take time out of your vacation, out of your trip to look outward instead of just turning inward mm-hmm. and like, this is all about us, that takes the trip to the next level. It does. There is that you're, and there are plenty of people who set aside their vacation time to serve someone else, but it even just opens your mind to go, hey, let's be a little more open-minded to what a trip could be as a family mm-hmm. and to get us out of our own context, you know, whether you're from an urban environment or you're from a suburban environment, some of those, you know, weeds kind of get yeah. up into the soul and you have to serve someone else to hack them yep. back Absolutely. in that way. That's really good. Well, to kind of wrap this up, when when you think about the trips that, you know, whether Forest Hill creates and the ones that uh, you coordinate for family ministry or the ones that our parents are doing with their families. It's about traditions. It's about rhythms. It's about bonding. And so, you know, what are, when it comes to establishing a trip tradition, what are, what are some of the pieces of advice or tips that you have to get, get things started for that? So I would say, um, Creating traditions while you're traveling, I, sometimes that just looks like, hey, we, our family goes to the beach every the same week every mm-hmm. year. It's always Fourth of July. We always do fireworks on the beach. Yeah. Like those are kind of rhythms that you've created for your family. Um, whether it's always going to the mountains during the fall, mm-hmm. or um, if you always go to Charleston in the summer, like yeah. those kind of places where your kids will know they're still out of your normal comfort zone, but your kids are are aware of them already. Those create some traditions. Um, I would also say just taking the time to be present with your kids and that bonding. So getting them involved in the planning process, asking them what they're, Mm. what they would like to do. Um, that kind of and being really excited about it not being like oh you want to do that mm-hmm. like being super excited yeah. for them that they want to do that thing and making it happen that creates some bonding um trying you know if you're flying or in the car doing some fun things having conversations with them while while you have them in the car that creates a bonding opportunity yep. as well yeah. that you wouldn't normally have yeah i really love that that's really good so as the constant wayfarer and all the clients that you've worked with, what advice do you have when it comes to making time to travel? So you talked about, you know, the scheduling piece. So what about, you know, uh, time, budget, you know, how to make it a priority? So all those sort of things. Let's just start with making time to travel in the first place. Um, I would say, especially if you're a parent that has a nine to five job with a certain amount of vacation time to take that vacation time around a holiday. So take it when you already have a holiday time off. Mm -hmm. So if that's around Easter or Christmas or Thanksgiving or like President's Day, whatever it is, that actually gives you a little bit more time so you feel like you're not cutting into your vacation time as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, summer is a really um, busy time of year to travel. It's when most families will travel because they don't have to worry about school. So summer is always a, a big one spring break is another one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say if you're going on longer trips, those would be great opportunities to do that while your kids, you don't have to feel like you don't have to take your kids out of school. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then if you're just doing a weekend trip, a holiday weekend is great. It is more busy because that's when everybody is yeah. taking advantage of that. But I think it's still important, and I wouldn't be discouraged by that. Mm. So um, having said that, planning those out earlier because they are holiday times is right. always important. So if you're um, traveling domestically, I always tell my clients six to eight, six to eight months. Mm. If you're traveling internationally, maybe nine to 12 Um that just gives you plenty of time to plan yeah. and you don't have to worry too much about being busy at work and then like trying to come home and plan this trip in like mm-hmm. two months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those people who's like, Hey, let's go on this weekend trip and let's kind of check uh, a mountain cabin and I'll check the website. And it's essentially like the website laughs at me. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's no <laughs> yeah. way you're going <laughs> to think we've been booked out for months. So that sort of thing is, is really smart to combine it with the vacation time and holidays that we already have. How about planning on a budget? Because that's one thing that kind of takes my breath away to go plan a vacation. Well, where do we even start to be able to afford this so that we can have a meaningful experience? What would you say about that? Um, I would say going back to the planning early, if the more time you give yourself, the more accommodations are still available within your budget. So um, if you're a week out from spring break and you want to go to Florida, Mm -hmm. you might be able to (laughs) get the Ritz, but like everything else is, everything else in your budget is yeah. most likely probably a budget. You have a place to stay, but no food to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, that, that helps your budget a lot. Yeah. And I also would look at, um, traveling in what we call shoulder season. So every destination has a high season and a low season, but they also have shoulder seasons, which kind of surround the high season. Okay. So like if you're saying Europe, high season for most countries in Europe is June to August. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out of school then. It's warmer. But shoulder season would probably be like April, May or mm-hmm. September, October. And that doesn't mean that the weather's not as great. Sometimes the weather's even more beautiful because mm-hmm. it might be just a little bit cooler. Yeah. But it's not as busy, so it's not as in demand, and the prices can be lower. Um, airline prices can be lower, and there's less people. Yeah. So if you can make it happen around shoulder season, that's always um, a good time to go. And even low season, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to somewhere tropical, um, low season can be great for for helping out with the budget. Yeah. So that's an option. Um, I would say take advantage of – any like frequent flyer mile hotel points hmm. system right. like they're right. most of them are free to sh- sign up for you just rack them up as much yeah. as you can and hold off on those and the same with credit cards um if you have a card like a chase card mm-hmm. they are probably the best for travel and okay. that they give you the most points back for every dollar you spend gotcha. especially if you're spending that money on travel or dining and yeah. so Um, taking advantage of that. If you already are normally use a credit card, having that to have um, for any kind of travel purchases is really great. Um, And I would also just say, don't stress about how, if if your budget is really tight, go somewhere just for a weekend Mm -hmm. or um, just have a staycation and save money for the next big trip. There's right. great apps that will help you save, like Trim and Digit will automatically take a few cents out of your checking account mm-hmm. and monitor your savings for you. Those are also great for um, just putting away, like a little sinking fund of savings yeah. um, to put towards a trip. And then I would also say apps like Hopper 
if you're looking for flights. Google Flights and Hopper are great apps to have where you can put in your destination, you can put in where you're leaving from, your preferred dates, and it will watch the flight for you and then send you a text notification when Uh, the flight is at its lowest. Um, Which will basically say, hey, you need to book this now. Flights will go up by this much between now and June. So it's really helped me a lot in kind of looking at when I need to purchase Mm -hmm. flights. No, that's really helpful. To go old school, my dad had a uh, basically a piggy bank in his bedroom and he used cash. And so he just unload all his coin into this piggy bank. And that's what we would take to the beach. And that's how we would pay for dinner or for an amusement park or something like that. But he had kind of that forethought yeah. in mind. And that's what you're saying with some of these apps that, you know, trim off. A little yeah. Bit. And get your kids involved. Yes. There's those great jars that will count the coins for yep. you. And you can get your kids involved so that they have some spending money on yeah. their trip. Yeah. My parents always said, hey, we're going to do these five things and we'll pay for them. But if you want to do anything else, you got to bring your own money. So we were, you know, bringing Christmas money or birthday money or <laughs> you had you know, all allowance money. We just, yeah, we come with this wad of money, and then I blow it the first day on a Lego, and it's like <laughs> I can you get would. this back home. But <laughs> that sort of thing, it had some investment yeah. in it, you know, that I had to be wise and learn about handling the money. Uh, one thing that um, I'm growing to realize is that part of effective parenting and you know. Um, healthy homes and things like that is a healthy marriage. And I know that's not everybody who's listening to this, whether your grandparents raising raising your, your children's kids or a single parent, but when it comes to spouses making time to travel, what encouragement do you have for them to set aside that time, you know, to kind of dispel any of the, hey, that's too selfish of them. It's not, you know? It's not. So what would you have to say to spouses um, making that time to I, travel? I feel like the word self-care is like really, really yeah. overused right now, but it honestly is. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, I would say if you are traveling with your kids and you do need just time for you and your spouse either waking up a little bit earlier than your children and just having coffee together or going to bed later um, and just having time for just the two of you to like talk about your day and reconnect every day that you're gone would be just like a small thing you could do. Um, If you're going somewhere like a cruise or a big resort that's all inclusive, most of those places have a kid zone or kids activities that they have trusted people that have been vetted that Mm -hmm. you can go and leave your kids with. Um, most hotels, especially the higher, you know, four or five star hotels, mm-hmm. do have either babysitting services or no people to call to give yeah. you babysitting services. So if you wanted to plan just a one date night while you're on your vacation, mm-hmm. the hotel's a great resource for that. Um, so while you're on vacation, I would say those are things that you can yeah. do. And apart from that, booking a trip for you and your spouse, I would say, is so important mm-hmm. because. You're also, it's the same with the quality time thing. You're also getting time that you don't normally have um, to just reconnect with one another. And that could look like just a night at a hotel in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be a full thing. Um, It could be a weekend at the beach or the mountains, go to Savannah or Charleston. Um, It could be a week-long vacation where you just, like, especially if you have a lot of children, (laughs) Give yourself time to just, like, hang out on a beach and do nothing for a while and just be together. Um, I have clients. I book them every year, and they take one five-day trip every year. Mm. And they always know it's coming. 
they go last year they went to New York mm-hmm. this year they're going to San Francisco like they go to a different place and it's just for the two of them and they've invested yeah. that time yep. because there is you know there's no getting back the time that you've spent mm-hmm. when you don't have that right, right. so it's it's so important and I would even say um, not only for for um, married couples but also for for single parents mm-hmm. um, if you have a group of friends that you know you would travel well with, go somewhere with them. Yeah. If it's a girls' weekend, uh, guys trip skiing, something like that, do it because that is that is time for yourself. Yeah. Um, my sister goes every year with her college friends to Florida, and they just hang out. Uh, I have a friend whose husband goes skiing with his buddies mm-hmm. every year. Like that is – so important just for yourself and your own personal yeah. well-being right. um, to have that time. Yeah. It allows you to disconnect, to reconnect. It, I mean, for me, when Abby and I are able to get those trips away, you know, to be honest, it helps me remember that I love my kids. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and to come back and I'm like, I missed you guys so much. But I needed that weekend away yeah. to be like, hey, your mom and I needed to either have adult conversation or no conversation. Yeah. It was just like, we just, just need to be together. quiet, yeah. right? Because it's always loud in my house. And so those sort of things are really healthy yeah. for, you know, kind of replenishing yourself, whether, like you said, it's couples or single parent who needs that time away. And that's Absolutely. when I would encourage the church to be that network, that mm-hmm. community who goes, hey, we can support a single family, yeah. a single parent family, to go, hey, you can get away this weekend. We'll take care of your yeah, kids absolutely. so that you can get that. I mean, absolutely. What better group than the church to be to that? To do that. Well, what are your top 10 when it comes to travel, whether it's your 10 commandments, your 12 rules, your travel life hacks? What are Tice's top 10 <laughs> travel tips. That's trademarked, by That's the way. That's right here Copy- on the podcast. Um, I would say number one is manage expectations. Um, if you are, obviously you want you, your kids to be excited about the trip. So being like, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. But to be like, it's going to be the best trip ever. And like to super over, over hype it. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of setting yourself up for, especially if you have younger ones, probably a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, because, Things do happen, and sometimes they go wrong. And so to try and manage those expectations, and I think it would also go with that same sense of entitlement of saying, this trip is not all about you. It's about our family and our time together. Um, So that would be the first thing, and it kind of goes into the second, which is if you are a nervous traveler or an anxious traveler, um, you – maybe aren't as flexible when things do go wrong. Mm-hmm. Things, Little things can stress you out or you don't like flying or something like that. Your kids notice how you're feeling. Yeah. And that will then in turn make them a little anxious mm-hmm. and a little stressed. Um, so I would say if you are having any of those feelings to try and like just share them with your spouse or share them with mm-hmm. an adult and not mm-hmm. your children. Like don't see your, don't let your children see you stress about stuff um, because it's part of the character development in mm-hmm. them of seeing like when things go wrong, we can be flexible and yeah. just go with yeah. it. Um, and that kind of sense of the emotions of, if you want to raise an anxious chi- a child, mm-hmm. then you'll see they'll see that in you when you're yeah. traveling. Yeah. And so, and also, if you're someone that likes consistency and a routine and doesn't really get out of the comfort zone, maybe you don't try some things that are new and different. 
your kids will see that as well. Mm. And so if you're not like, yeah, I'm going to try this weird food that doesn't mm-hmm. look, <laughs> doesn't, yeah, yeah. then your kids are going to be the yeah, same and they're yeah. going to be a little bit more fearful of things. Yeah. Um, obviously safety says like, let's sure, not like sure. just like jump off a cliff, yeah. but you know, like, Showing your kids that you're game and you're ready for it is, like, a big thing for them later on. Yeah. Um, I would say, kind of going back to what I said earlier, letting your kids plan an activity. Mm. I have clients. It's two moms. Every year they take their, I think it's six daughters in between (laughs) the two of them, to New York. And this year they let each one of their daughters pick an activity. So one wanted to go to a museum. One wanted to go to a certain show. Mm-hmm. One wanted to go to the Statue of Liberty. Like, they each picked an activity. Yeah. No one else was allowed to complain about it. Everybody everybody is actively participating. Yep. And so we have planned a vacation based off of yeah, awesome. one person doing. Because you're going to – all your kids are going to be different ages and different interests. Mm-hmm. So you might have a kid that's really into theater. You might have a kid that's really into art. You might have a kid that's really into sports. And so – Finding something that each one of them can do that feels like this is my thing and feels Mm -hmm. like you are saying to your child, I know you and I know what your passions and interests are and I'm going to encourage that in you, even in travel. So that would be the next thing, kind of going with that, letting them help pack. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) if they're younger, maybe that just looks like them packing their airplane bag or their car bag with their stuffed animal blanket, all that kind of stuff, snacks, toys they're older, maybe that's giving them their own little packing list that they have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, you might get some interesting outfit combinations out of that, but I yes. feel like it could be really great in pictures. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and it, it makes it gets them excited yeah. um, and gets them ready. And so um, if you have a large family and packing is a chore, um, Amazon has amazing packing cubes that you can buy for like $15 and there's like six okay. of them and they come in different colors. Nice. Choose a color for every member of your family. Yeah. So everybody has a color. You know that if it's in that bag, it's that person's. Yeah. It helps to organize everything. It also helps to pack in a more like compact manner mm-hmm. so you can get more in. The image um, I have in my head is uh, Home Alone, the opening scene when the McAllisters are all trying to like yeah, yeah, pack yeah. up and everything like that. Man, those packing bins, that would have solved that problem. <laughs> well, they wouldn't have left Kevin. No, they would not have <laughs> left Kevin. They would not have left him. Um, and I would say to go on with that is um, I always have like a toiletry kit yep. that I just keep in my bathroom. It's filled with everything that I need travel size. And I just throw it in the bag before I leave. And when I come back, I make note of what needs to be refilled. And I go oh, the next so time good. at Target and purchase those things. And then it's already ready to go. And I don't have to think about what toiletries do I need to bring on, on yeah. this trip. Um, I would say to be mindful of technology. Okay. Which I know for teenagers is uh, yep. Accidentally forget the power cord. I mean, home, you know. Or just give <laughs> them like an hour in the morning or an hour yeah. and even. Like yeah. just – or just say, hey, you can use this while we're on the plane or in mm-hmm. the car. Um, because there is like nothing more grating on my nerves than being at like some amazing yeah, site yeah, yeah, or a museum yeah. or something and looking over and seeing a teenager like not even paying attention mm-hmm. and like, just like texting on his phone. Like yeah. – there is so much that they are missing yep. if not given the opportunity to see it. And that phone is such a time sucker yeah. that it's so important to just put parameters on it yep. and say, and if your kid is super tech savvy and you're like, he's like, mom, you know, I need to post Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever, yep. uh, hand them a camera, like mm. let them take the pictures yeah. on the family vacation yep. and let 
you know, see your family vacation through your child's eyes instead of your own. Um, I think that would be really fun to do and kind of going along with that journaling. Mm -hmm. So maybe purchasing a travel journal for each one of your children and at the end of every day asking them questions to to write down. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what was your favorite part of today? What was the hardest part of today? What surprised you? Yeah. What food did you eat that you loved? Like kind of prompting them with some questions and then giving them time to fill yeah. that out. Yeah. I still have my Disney world autograph yeah, book. You do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do. It was red yep. with Mickey and Minnie on the cover. Um, and obviously I was like four, so mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't have my four year old thoughts in it. It uh-huh. just has like random scribbles yep, yep. <laughs> from like some dude that was in a Mickey mouse costume. Uh-huh. Like it's not human, but, yep. um, but those things, I still take a journal with me when mm-hmm. I travel because yep. you want to remember things yep. and I like take things inside of them, like tickets or oh, whatever. Good. Um, If your kids are really into art, have them draw Mm. something from their day. You know, that is, I I think, those memories and having them like that. um, Do people still scrapbook? I mean, we have ours from our Grand Canyon trip when I was a senior in high school. I'm like, that thing is amazing. (laughs) But I don't know if anybody scrapbooks anymore. Like the lost art of scrapbooking. It is. (laughs) Well, and I say this as a photographer's daughter. Every single one of our trips was documented i mean so many pictures and none of my dad because he's always the one behind the camera so there's like hardly any pictures of him but so many pictures of all of our family trips because you know especially with the digital age and being able to Mm -hmm. access those pictures now whenever it's so important to have kind of snapshots of your trip um and then I would say activities for a plane or car, especially if you have little ones, coloring books, mm-hmm. snacks, um, things to keep them comfortable, wearing comfortable clothes. Um, a, a trip lot is, of bathroom stops. A lot of bathroom stops. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And uh, keep, keep that in mind. a seven-hour trip into 14 hours. Woo, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and packing clothes that are comfortable. Yeah. This is not the time to try out new shoes. Mm. Especially if you have like a younger child, yeah. like you don't want to be care- carrying Ashley, them around. Yeah. You want to wear <laughs> what? Yeah, you want to wear what's comfortable yeah. and what makes you feel good. And older shoes, because they're going to get torn up anyway, especially yeah. if you're walking a lot. So just like wear shoes you already know are comfortable. Yeah, no blister zone. <laughs> don't want don't want that. Um, and then lastly, just have fun. Yeah. Um, kind of you have to be a little flexible when you travel because. Yeah. Like, like I've said a couple of times, it's, it's sometimes unpredictable Mm -hmm. and sometimes things happen that you can't, um, you can't plan for. Um, I would also say as a side note, travel insurance, Mm. um, I think most people when they start booking things and they see that little, that little ask question for travel insurance with the flights, you know, they're like, oh no, I don't need that. Um, travel insurance does not just cover a flight or it can cover the whole expenses for your trip mm. in the event that you have a medical emergency. Yeah. Because once you go out of the U S if you have a medical em- emergency, most insurance companies will not mm. cover that out of, out of network. Yeah. So, um, I think a lot of people overlook travel insurance, but travel insurance is so important. I mean, I had a client who had to go to the emergency room on their layover mm. because of pain that they could not, yeah. get over so it delayed their whole first day of the trip and they had travel insurance and that whole first day cost was covered yeah so i think it's really important to look into travel insurance yeah that's awesome 
Well, you heard it here first, folks. That was the <laughs> top 10 travel tips. Ashley Tice's top 10, 10 travel. I don't even know it was 10, but it was, <laughs> it was a perfect 10. Was. That's what it was. The quality Thanks, was a perfect 10. So here's the thing is I think kids and students, they want to go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they watch the movies they watch. They read the books they read. They play the video games they play. They want to just go on an adventure. And parents, you can accommodate this, whether it's the day trip to the mountains or to some waterfalls or a ride down the river, or you go on a vacation together and you create these experiences. It's about an adventure. Take them on an adventure and share that as a family. That's a precious moment. Mm -hmm. So, well, I didn't want them only to get your top 10, but I want them to hear about the constant wayfarer. So please, you know, brag a little bit and tell us how they can connect or find out more about the work that you do. So the Constant Wayfarer was um, started out of just my years of traveling and my years of booking travel for other people. I worked in the corporate world for a while and was booking travel for a department of like 25 people. So um, I was getting a lot of questions about like, hey, I'm going to New York. What do Mm -hmm. I do? And hey, I'm going here. And I love the act of sitting down with someone and learning about them Mm -hmm. and then building out a trip that reflects the person that I've learned about. Um, I think right now when people hear travel agent, they're like, oh, is that still a thing? Is that still Mm -hmm. a a job? And I'm like, yes, it is. It's actually travel advisor is what I prefer, or travel consultant. Get right, folks. Um, (laughs) Because I think it is more of a consulting. It's not just a ticket taker. Yeah. Um, Any good travel advisor is going to learn about their clients and build something out that really reflects them. And Mm -hmm. so that's my number one goal um, and in saving saving my clients time. Yeah. I mean, per the New York Times, people spend about 40 hours mm. planning a vacation. Wow. That is a whole wor- <laughs> work right, week. Right. Yep. And it feels kind of counterintuitive to plan a vacation to spend more time with your family and then take 40 hours yeah. away from your yeah. family in order to plan that vacation. Right. <laughs> and so um, investing the value that a travel advisor is going to give back to you um, is an investment in your vacation. Um, So, and it just helps clarity, especially if it's someplace where you've never been before and you're Mm -hmm. not quite sure. Like our job is to learn about the destinations of the world and to give you the best advice we possibly can. So, um, so that's kind of why I started, started the business and, and just um, the act of curating an itinerary is such a joy for me and mm-hmm. I love it so I love it yeah. so much it's like putting a puzzle together nice. um and finding fun and unique things for my clients to do that I know will reflect how they travel and helping turn um travelers into storytellers I think mm-hmm. when you travel you make memories and those are stories that you can right. tell to other right. people and it's also a connecting point so if I meet somebody new and I ask where they're from and they say Amsterdam, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I went to Amsterdam and I had yeah. this amazing trip. And it's a connection point yep. to a new possible friendship that you didn't have before. Right. Yeah. And so helping my clients be better storytellers yeah. with their own life story through travel is really important. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's uh, The Constant Wayfair. You can follow me on Instagram. Yeah, you can. And the likes are piling up right now. Follows. <laughs> sure. Uh, and it's, uh, the website is theconstantwayfair.com. Nice. Well, go check it out. It's really great stuff. Ashley's got a lot of good pictures on there and information about travel, some of your own travel, and some pictures from there. But if you have any questions, uh, check those out and get familiar with the Constant Wayfair. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. 
and go on an adventure, families, and have a great time with your kids. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for this time together that we could share, talking about creating experiences and sharing moments together, and that happens through travel. And so we pray that uh, parents would be able to create those experiences, whether they happen uh, in a day or over the course of a week vacation or something like that, but they're intentional with their time with their kids to create these memories, these kind of these inside jokes and moments that bond a family together, but they're also uh, spiritual moments where we can connect uh, with one another and with you through these moments. Uh, We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Parent on Parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest to you, visit foresthill.org.